Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Table First Podcast. My name is Justin and I will be your Star Lord for this original Starfinder campaign. Playing with me at the table today we have... Hi, I'm Allie. I'll be playing Quib, the Usagi operative. Hey, I'm Connor and I will be playing Paul, the Lushenta Envoy. What's up? I'm Quinn and I'll be playing Kobok, the Vesk Mystic. And I'm JD. I'll be playing Captain Eustace Crayana, the Maraquai Salarium. Previously on the Table First podcast, Kriana and Paul had a private conversation that was revealing for both parties. Kobach asked for Quib's confidence concerning Valanth's confession of love, and Quib agreed to keep it between the two of them. Kriana started to train his new pet, Liza, and had a bit of success using painted boxes and hand gestures. The crew was able to convince Boris that Quib's friend, Dr. Scribbler, was Paul's doctor, and Boris went on his way, presumably back to MIT and Master Cipher, hoping to reunite little Luca with his granny. The crew visited Granny's home only to discover the place was in ruins and Granny was nowhere to be found. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Grown. So here you are in Granny's apartment. It's got that really nasty yellow wallpaper that like a lot of grandparents seem to have. In she my smokes. experience, she smokes. A bit smokes. <laughs> she smokes. <laughs> okay. Well, and she's like traveling around on those tank treads all day. So that, that's got to be uh, emitting some sort of fume, right? The walls were previously white. They went eggshell. Been... The place looks lived in. Sounds like it was killed in. Oh, yeah, she did. Maybe she's dead. Maybe Maybe she's just taken. Roll for perception. See, I was, I was picturing like an old Italian grandma where there's like a, a lot of unnecessarily over-detailed tile work everywhere. Tchotchkes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tchotchkes and everything. Plastic on the furniture. My grandma had a whole armoire of like little porcelain figures that none of us ever opened. Like 18 years it just stood there. My grandma collects dolls and still does to this day. That's terrifying. My grandma is dead. I mean, ditto, but I bet that armoire is still there. My grandma is a pretty good cook for somebody who's practically dead. <laughs> My grandma makes a mean cheesecake. It insults you when you eat it. It's no big. <laughs> it calls you fat. It's such a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would be eating this, you piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, somebody give me perception to look for blood. I think my perception is highest, so I think I should do it. I have six in perception. My perception is like crazy. Anyone who wants to look around the room can roll perception. Because perception's all wisdom, right? Yeah, and I have the most wisdom, so my perception is, yeah, I'm just going to roll it. Four plus one, so that's a 21. 17 for me. Okay, I got 20. I'm choosing not to look around. Ignorance. He's choosing ignorance. All right. You don't find any blood around the apartment. It doesn't look like uh, anyone was injured in here, but there was definitely some sort of tussle. It's <laughs> a good word. It's a great word. Can you define tussle for me? Tussle is not like a kerfuffle, mm-hmm. right? So it's like less than that. Less than a kerfuffle, more than More just sort of than like a grab. Okay, cool. What is it compared to like a scuffle? A scuffle would be like people actually got hurt. I think a tussle is like play less wrestling. Than a scuffle, yeah. Okay. Definitely less than a brouhaha. Ooh, yeah. Definitely less well, than a brouhaha. Well, that involves alcohol. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a brouhaha, you're on the, the cusp of like an actual fight. Well, yeah, because then you progress Family into fisticuffs and that's a whole other issue. <laughs> yeah. I got it. So we know there was not a Luca family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> we are certain. Well, you all are certain. I'm. I think I'm looking at chat. It was harsh language. Maybe somebody got slapped. It was like my parents' twentieth anniversary. I got it. Paul is in the corner appraising all the tchotchkes. Are any of them good? You're gonna rob a poor old lady. Can I want to check to see if she has a complete set? Like if I recognize them. It looks like um, a complete set of tchotchkes. Does she have a certificate of authenticity? Like I need to know. That's gonna take a perception roll to look around the apartment. You ended up having to roll anyway. Nine. Maybe I think there is. 
Some of them are made of porcelain, and some of them are made of, uh, have you guys seen those crystal figurines? Yeah, what's it called? Star Svarvaski. I have no idea. She has a few of them that are on the top shelf of her little display case mm-hmm. and those three elephants are made from some sort of clear crystal but you're not you can't tell what it is or if it has any value oh i can't it okay it's different value i was like if she has those then she's doing something shifty well i'm saying those are on the top shelf with a nine you can't discern whether they're more valuable right. than the other ones all you know is that they are on the top shelf okay i've seen better luca speaks up and she, did you find anything is she in here do you see her? No, but I thought I saw you guys looking around. I thought you might have found some some clues or something. Oh, do you want to know if we found her? If we found clues? Well, I was hoping that clues would lead to her. Say what you mean, Luca. Well, you know, honestly, the clues probably will lead to her, but there is only evidence of some kind of tuffle, tussle, tussle, truffles, truffles. Yeah, some kind of tussle. There, there's no blood or brain matter, so I'm sure she could still be alive. I mean, what about fecal matter? Anybody? Uh, I suppose she could have had a heart attack or something during the attack, but oh. I assume she is okay. Well, oh no! If she's not here, then they probably took her, and if they took her, then there's only probably one place they would have they would have taken her to. Where's that, Luca? Use your words. The casino. The casino. Ooh, Granny likes to gamble. The casino. It, it, it's run by the Swiss Army gang. It's it's in the it's in the very back of of Little Akaton. And you're sure this is where they would take her? Well, I mean, that's usually where they take people if they want to force them to work off their debts. And who would be in charge of the gang now? Well, I know that Lister is in charge of of, of the whole gang, and then, but I don't know if he's in charge of the, of the casino. What should we do? Should we go and pursue? I would love to gamble. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, we're gambling with ourselves at this point. I guess that is a vote for us all to go. Yeah. Luca. Yeah? How do we get in? Well, I mean, we could just go in the front door. I mean, they let anybody in. (laughs) Okay, so not the stupid way. Okay, um, I've never been there myself. So, I mean, we could go and stake it out. I can show you where, I know where it is. Do you know at all if there's, like... A gang entrance or employee entrance. Again, I've never been there, but probably in in the back there's an employee entrance of of some kind, I'm sure. Karana, why do we need to be sneaky? We can't just go in guns blazing and take his grandmother. Or we can just go in and, like, sit down at a table, like... We can do that while Luca looks for another entrance, because I don't want to fight as many people as possible. I would like to limit how many people we fight. Who are you channeling? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to fight? Listen, it's been a rough few days. <laughs> ah. So I'm not, I'm not like questioning. I'm honestly just trying to catch up. You want to sneak in, get Granny, and leave. But then they may just take Granny again. Like, I don't know if this Listen, be... I'm, I'm not fooling myself in that we're going to have to kill a lot of people. Wh- what? Because we're going to have to get her and make sure they don't get her again. So maybe we need but to But I don't want to start from the front. I want to cut off as much of the higher-ups as possible first. Cut off the snake's head. Exactly. We're going to take down a gang today. Thus. I'm just trying to get the message Perhaps clear. there's a way. Uh, maybe he is right. Maybe we can get in without and free her without having to fight. Maybe we can... What if we take over the gang? Ah! Listen, <laughs> it may not? not be the worst idea you right? had, Paul. How would we take over a gang that we are not even members of? You cut off the snake's head, and then you're like, I'm the new head. It's like when you go to a new school, you beat up the bully. 
Perhaps that should, that would work. Right? Who wants to be gang leader? I personally am busy with my acolytes from way back in the day. I That's think right. You remember. Have, you have the, uh... I think it's obvious the most qualified person would be Quib. Thank you. Yeah, actually, that's that's a really good idea. Quib, do you want to be a gang boss? Yeah. Do I have to do the red dye? Um, I don't have to shave again. No, I don't oh, think no, so. I don't no. think so. No. Because I would. I would shave again. I think it was a good look. I think <laughs> I pulled it off really well. I think nobody could even tell. Do you? I think when you're the gang leader, you can refine the look mm. instead yeah. of it being slapped together. Yeah, maybe a maroon instead of this like red they have going on. I used what I had available. Yeah, no, you did a good job. Yeah, but branding can always improve. There's always room for improvement. Update the uniform. So here's the plan. We go in. The four of us going through the front, we gamble for a bit just to be a presence there. We take all that money. You know, why not? We have Luca scout it out, see if he can find another way in. If he can't, then we fight through the front. But I'd like to avoid that. I'm into the plan of not fighting, but yeah, I don't trust Luca to paint a parsnip. We going to just let Luca run around by himself? I'm sure we can we find could, well, an entrance. Luca, I'm pretty sure that if they want his grandmother, they want him. <gasps> he could be bait. Ooh. It's not a bad idea. I like where your head's at. Luca's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not terribly thrilled with the idea, but if, if you guys think that that's the best plan, Luca, uh, honey, I'll definitely... Sh- I'll def- I'll, Hate to break it to you, Luca, but we weren't asking for if your you opinion. Are, if you are the bait, <laughs> then they will take you, and they will take you where they are probably holding your grandmother. And if we pay attention, we can either follow or we'll know where they are holding her. Would you prefer us to cut out your tongue, or can you just stay real quiet? He did a pretty good job on the ship. Oh, no. It's, uh, applause all around. And I think you're going to make excellent bait. Mm-hmm. We believe in you, Luca. Yeah. Well, also Luca, this is like a mad it. important job, though. You understand? Like, none of us could do this job. Well, it's your grandmother. You have the biggest stake here. He shakes his head yes and gives you a thumbs up with his robot hand. <gasps> Does anybody have a, a tracer on them, like a bug? Yeah, we need to get one a of those. tracking device. Or can you just put, like, a little bit of your light inside of his arm so we can track him? Does it work like that? Doesn't work that way. No, it's not like ants? No. Oh, I thought it was like ants. It's not at all like ants. Oh, so it's like bees. It's not like nanobites or anything. I I just thought you were cooler than you are, I guess. Whoa. I hate to disappoint. Maybe someday you could be like ants. Don't give up hope. Are any of you guys uh, tech savvy? Hello. Quib is. I've been waiting for my moment. (laughs) Ants. Want to be ants? That's your new life goal. (laughs) Oh, you want to be ants, it sounds like. (laughs) You really like ants. Should we get you an ant farm for your birthday? Paul doesn't like insects. He respects their power. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we should go to a shop, pick up a tracker. I also still need to pick up a a way to project holograms of the crew. Oh, for Liza? Yeah. Are we bringing the other monkey? I'm bringing Liza with me. She's always with me. She is trained, correct? Yeah, she's not going to attack you. <laughs> I guess that's two different questions enough. were answered. There. <laughs> Do we need to go to the store, Kobot? Can't you magic something? I I don't think I don't think he you can magically create, can. create a tracker. Why that can no tracker? one separate a part of themselves, put it in a robot arm, and then track that part? Why don't you? This sounds like a life goal for you, Paul. Okay, I would like to do that. Start with your it's little finger. It's a good finger. goal. I can, I'm going to do it right now. You know that magic and technology do not mix. How am I supposed to do that? Your staff is a mix of magic and technology. <laughs> You're not here. You're not here. I'm everywhere. <laughs> can um feel free to nix this, but Paul is going to take a memory, like a small stupid one, what he had for breakfast this morning, and he's going to try to put it in Luca's head. And if he can do that, then he'll be able to track it telepathically. Mm. It's like leaving a breadcrumb behind in someone else's mind so he can keep track of it. Trackers are pretty cheap. We could probably just buy one. We are on Amsterdam Station. We could get that easily. I want to know if I could do this, though. 
and then we can go buy it. Okay, we'll call yours Plan B. In theory, would I be able to do that in the future? How long will this take? It'll take you a few minutes to try. Give it a shot. So uh, give me a, a straight wisdom check. 13. Describe to me how you try to achieve this. Um, so Paul goes over to Luca and he makes physical contact. So that'd be easier. I would say two hands on his head and their foreheads touching because he's never tried this before. He's not that good. And his little antenna like bend down and try to touch the skull as well. Like that's the strain of it. Like when you bend your tongue further than it can go. And he focuses on something real stupid. So something they did recently was go with shop. So he tries to put in that the store is called the Boulder Choice. He tries to put the the name of that store in Luca's head. Okay. So you're sending Luca this this signal, this wavelength, trying to get this memory embedded into his skull. You can feel the strain of your antennas reaching down. And it's almost like as soon as the antennas start touching the head, it's like that's already straining too much. Like that's too far over for them. Mm. Uh, so that's really distracting for you. You can't focus on sending the thought like you want to because the strain of the antennas is too much and you have to break out of it. Mm. It's like trying to open a jar of pickles and you get to that threshold where like, I cannot squeeze or twist anymore. I have to let go Yeah, or I'm going to hurt myself. I tried. And? It's good to have goals and this will remain a goal. Now, should we should we do the thing that works? Or? Yeah, maybe we can... Uh, if you all want to go buy a store. Yeah, just we don't have to role play it. I just want to get a tracker and okay. a couple hologram projectors or whatever. Um, what kind of tracker are you looking for? What do we need, like a short range, long range? Well, I'm saying, do you want it to clip onto something? Do you want it to inject? In, do you want it under the skin? I would like for Quib to be able to work it into his arm. Okay. So for a tracker like that, I would say that would run you 100 credits for the the little tracker that's going to attach to his arm plus the apparatus to track it with. I would like to throw in one credit, please. Don't worry, I got it. No, but just let me just... All right, fine. One credit. Thank you. For his math, please. And if you want a little disc that can project images of the crew, that's going to be about 600. Jesus. All right, I can't afford that. I'll get it later. Okie dokie. You've left Granny's house and you have one tracker. Uh, Quid, see if you can work this into his arm where it'll look like it's part of the tech. All right, let me work my magic. Give me an engineering check, Quib. 18. Nice. 18, all right. So where do you put this on little Luca's arm? Um, so Quib is going to take the tracker and kind of find a, there's like a little uh, crevice in the like the forearm of Luca's robotic arm. So you um, you attach it, and then you have him walk past Kobach and Paul and Kriana a couple times, and you're like, "Huh, huh, good work, right?" They agree. Yeah, they cannot they can't see the tracker in his arm. A plus, great job, Quib. See, I can do shit too. We tested the little the transponder to make yeah, sure it works. The receiver. Yes, the receiver is working, and uh, you can uh, track Luca. And the distance is about fifty feet. That's how far the signal reaches. And it's like a sphere. The yeah. tracking, not just linear. Okay. I'll also give him my comm unit so he can communicate with us. Okay. So you do not have a comm unit now. Right. Okay. Just stay Yes, close. I understand how that We're works. all going to stay together. Yeah, and then we can. I'm, I'm just making sure we're What's all in the, the same page. the noise for mind? Oh, yeah. Did we have one for your mind? We have thing? do to do is tech, and then magic goes, ooh. 
We're working on one for mind. Well, I think they're still the communicators are still protected from magic detection, or they can't be detected by people looking for mad for for tech with magic. Yes, yeah. we're all dressed appropriately for a casino. Obviously, Paul is beautiful. It's a casino for a gang that is a bunch of like techno files. There ain't no like dress code. Um, that doesn't mean we shouldn't look our best. It is a casino, so I'm not worried. Oh, okay. Well, does Paul do anything to change his attire? I don't know if he needs to. I think he's already just classing up the joint with his presence. Quib just like floofs her tail a little bit. Like, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Grana like takes off his hat, brushes his hair back yeah. just a bit, puts the hat back on. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Kobach is here. Kobach is ready. He grabs his, his staff. Oh, you're bringing it? Yes. So now it's about an hour and a half since you left Granny's. And Luca is leading the way to this casino. As you get closer and closer to the casino, you can see that the streets are becoming brighter and more crowded. As you turn a corner on the street, you see a large, beautiful casino that is tucked away in the back of this neighborhood of Little Akaton. There's a big purple neon sign uh, on the front that reads Desna's Destiny, and a holographic butterfly flutters around and through the letters. The building has a glass dome for a roof, and you can see multicolored lights are coming from inside the the casino. A lot of people uh, milling about uh, outside, uh, talking to each other, laughing, having a good time, constantly people going in and out of this casino. Okay, let us hurry. I hear that it is crucial in the first 48 hours. That's a good point. And it's been two weeks since the last time we saw <laughs> Granny, so... So we are behind. <laughs> okay, so this is it. This is the place. Should I go now? Yeah, um, can, can Paul do anything to, like, aid him in being better? <laughs> you want, you want Luca to do what? Be a man. To make sure he can, like, successfully bluff his way through stuff. Uh... Yeah, Luca, Luca, come here. Yeah? All right, now, you tell me again what the plan is, all right? As best I remember, you guys are going to go through the front, and you're going to uh, act casual. Yes, and you, your role. I'm in charge of uh, going around the perimeter of the building and looking for uh, some sort of back employee entrance, right? Yes. And then I go in the entrance and try to... Kill everyone? No, no. We almost had it, though. You find the employee entrance. Mm-hmm. And then, once you know where it is, communicate with us. If you can, you have you have Kriana's communicator. If you cannot, you just go in and we will track you. I need you to just stay confident in this, okay? You were part of a gang. You made it pretty far without us, even though we beat you. Yeah. So just walk in like you own the place. If anybody asks you a question, ask them a, a vaguer question back. Okay. That is the way Paul lives his life. And it has gotten me very far. Well. Okay, so like, for example, if someone is like, sees you walking around and is like, hey, what you doing? What do you say? Looking for the bathroom. No. What are you doing? But vaguer. What are any of us doing here? Why are you even alive? Why are... Why... Have, do you know about ants? We want to go big. Ants are very specific. Ants are very so, specific. So, okay, ask me again. Hey, what you doing? How was the universe created? <laughs> Here, here's the deal, Luca. You're going to turn yourself in. Oh. They have your grinding. They know that they need to look for you. So we're skipping to plan C? Yeah, because you can't get through A or B. We're not even giving him a chance. You're going to find the back entrance. Okay. You, when you get captured, you're just going to say a code word to us. If someone asks what you're doing, say you're trying to negotiate the release of your granny. Okay. 
Not playing it very close to the chest, Kriana. Listen, there's no getting around what's going to happen with him. What's going to happen to me? Oh, You're going to get captured. You You're going to get, get captured. If everything goes according to plan, Quib will be your new boss, and you'll probably, what, he'll be like a lieutenant or something, or intern? What do you... Sure. I like intern. All right, so you go get captured now. I'll be at the bar. Okay. And remember, confident. Wait, so I, but I still go around the back? Still go around the back. No, there's no point. Just go in the front. Turn yourself in. No, it's too hot in the front. Yeah, it's way too hot to go through the front. Hot? Oh, we're all just using that phrase now? Cool, cool. Here's the deal. You're going to get captured. As you're being escorted to wherever they're taking you, try as much as you can to communicate where you're going on the earpiece. Yeah, like, oh no, don't take me down corridor F. Yeah. Oh god, room 17. Oh, we going down these stairs? Be really vocal with the directions you're going. Okay. It's really good advice in real life if you get kidnapped too. This will help us in finding you. So I go around and look for an employee entrance. Yes. When I find it, I, I communicate that to you and I go in and just get captured on purpose. I mean, like, go as long as you can without getting captured, but, like, if you get caught, like, just go with it. Okay, I think I can do that. And don't let them take that arm. We can't find you without it. I, I need this arm. Yeah, but we need it. Yeah, we need it more. Protect it like it's your own. Well, it is his own, yeah. But just, but just like, really try. But it's like, like if they're going to take one arm, have them take the yeah, other have it, have you it know? the other arm. That other arm is lame as fuck. Okay, so Luca runs off, starting to search that perimeter. <laughs> As you enter Desna's Destiny, uh, you are just hit with all the sound of, of music and people talking and dice clattering. Foley, quick, Foley. No, no, no Foley. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'll do it later. Uh, there is a statue of a beautiful elven woman with butterfly wings. Her arms are outstretched, welcoming you to the gaming room. In the room itself, uh, you know, if you've seen one casino, you've pretty much seen them all. There's uh, some cheap red carpet on the floor. <laughs> there's gold trim everywhere. Game tables are set up all around. And there's, you know, a good number of people. It's, it's about noon, noon 30 right now. There's a laughing, drinking, and uh, walking around. Uh, a lot of people playing at the tables. Everybody give me perception rolls beyond that. 26. I got 24. I got 20. 17. Paul needs to pull his weight. I have no extra perception. I still did well. Go me. So everyone uh, is clocking the orc security guards that are posted around the perimeter of the room. They are dressed in bulky black suits, almost as if the suits are too big for them, which would give you the impression that they're wearing some sort of armor underneath. Kriana and Quib, who rolled higher, you take notice of the dark sunglasses that they're wearing. We don't see their faces. No, we don't see the sunglasses. <laughs> you see their faces. You see the sunglasses. But to Quib and Kriana, it's odd to see them wearing these sunglasses because there's no need for them. We inside. Those sunglasses are for ocular pat-downs. They're clearly high. They're clearly high. Oh. So I think it's a style statement and you two realize it's a security measure. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Quib, how do you know that you're in a nice-ish casino? Uh, I can tell because of how classy the waitress's outfits are. They got yeah. that, like, fancy-ass velvet, you know, and it ain't that, like, shiny, cheap-ass material. Also, uh, like, all the machines and, like, the carpets are, like, in good order. It's not, like, broken down. People be smoking inside, but they got those fancy fans that, like, lift all the smoke up to the ceiling so that it's not just, like, in your face. Paul, how do you know that you're in a nice-ish casino? Similar the way the, uh, the employees are dressed, like, the bartenders have those, like, aprons on over collared shirts. Uh, the liquor is 
fancy, glasses are clean, and it doesn't smell like a bar. Like we've been in taverns that like smell stale and stuff, and this yeah. just smells like like was it ionized air? And the stools are comfy. One of these employees in the uh, in the apron uh, is an android that approaches you and says, "Hello, and welcome to Desna's Destiny. Would you care for an exhilarating game? I'd be more than happy to escort you to a table, or perhaps you'd prefer a refreshment at our bar. Uh, how about both? A refreshment at a table." A refreshment at a table. Will it be the four of you playing together? No. We gotta we gotta spread out across the yeah? casino, see everything. Sure thing, boss. Tell him where you want to tell the android. Well, I don't know. Is it just called poker? All right. Give me a culture check. 14. You have a negative culture? I have negative one culture. <laughs> I have a lot of I, negative one because I also have negative intelligence. So poker here at uh, on Absalom Station is called Hands of Fate. So that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I just need to find a Hands of Fate table. Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to escort you to a table where they are playing Hands of Fate. Are any of you looking for a particular game? Yeah, I want to play with them dice. I want to play that craps game. Do I need to do a culture check? Uh, no, no, no. You would know that it's called Desna's Wheel. Hey, let me get at that wheel then. Absolutely. And for yourself, sir? Uh, I think that I will uh, take my drink at the uh, roulette wheel. I mean, that would still be the Desna's Wheel where Quib is going. Craps is not roulette, you know that, it's right? Not. I said it'd be the closest thing they have. Those are very different games. Okay. It's a one-floor casino. But it's like, if someone comes in and like, do you have Dr. Pepper? It's like, ugh, the closest thing I have to Dr. Pepper is like, Pepsi. I'm, that's that's my example. <laughs> it's like, yes, Pepsi is not anything like Dr. Pepper, but it's the closest thing I have. It's a brown soda. It's a brown <laughs> liquid. <laughs> Disney's Wheel is like the brown soda. <laughs> Got it. Gaming. Uh, Android, I'm so sorry, I don't know your name. Lovely employee. I am DD12. Hello, DD12. I know we all just ask for games and stuff, but is there, perchance, a back room? Like a little special something or other? We're all visiting Quib here, and we really want to show her the town. She's getting married, and we want to do something special. Do you have the password? I do believe I do. If you have the password, I'd be more than happy to escort you to our one of our private rooms. It's going to mind read an android. Okay, well, I'm going to do my once a day to check thoughts on DD12. Okay. So it's 12, so she has to roll a 12 or more. And they do not. <gasps> nice. They roll an 11. DD12 is thinking about the password in their mind, and you can read perfectly that the password is Destiny's End. All right. Yes, DD12. So, uh, friends and lovers, do you want to go to the back room? Or, Kriana, do you want to go to your table? Yeah, I'm going to go to my table. Oh, all right. Uh, Quib, for your wedding, do you want to come to the back room? Because we're celebrating that. Hell yeah, let's get it twisted. Kobak, do you... Let's go. Okay, so uh, BB-12, it's it's Destiny's end. Yes, you are correct. I'll be more than happy to escort you to the private room. Will these two friends of yours be joining you? Uh, Quib and Kobak will be, yes. And if you could bring some formal attire, that'd be great too. Okay, I'll need all of your sizes, please. Awesome. I'm going to take a 20 for that. DD12 will take you into uh, a dressing room. He's an android. He could just... Yeah, but he feels that people like to be pampered like this, you know, to be... It's a high-end casino. They yeah. do stuff like that. That's why I knew tux. I bet Kobach looks fresh in the tux, too. You know. Will this be a rental, or will you be buying? Uh, this will be a purchase. Crib, oh. do, you, do you want a tux or a gown, or do you... I think I'm going to take a, like, a shapely tux. Ooh. 
I'd be more than happy to provide one for you. And for you, sir. Uh, a, a tux is fine, uh, perhaps with a cape. I'd also like room for my tail. I need ample room for my tail. Absolutely. We have served Vesk here before. Oh, great. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if that was an attempt at a joke, I will acknowledge it and laugh if the Vesk here is okay with that. I am okay with it. Truth be told, uh, we've served a lot of Usagi in my house as well. <laughs> I will laugh at the first joke. Ha 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 And now I will acknowledge the second joke if the Usagi present is comfortable with that. Oh no, she's too PC. Very oh. <laughs> I'm used to it. Oh, so angry. So little and so angry. Ha 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 ha. I'm a fan of Kobak and Quid Banter. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. That's why I didn't say it in my voice. I wasn't going to say it. It takes DD12 about 15 minutes to get all of your measurements, uh, and then another 20 for him to find uh, the appropriate garb for each of you. So, Kriana, while they are being fitted and measured, you are escorted to one of these Hands of Fate tables. Got it. And uh, there are two other people at the at the table with you. You're playing with a human woman and with a Kasatha. Is that the forearms? Kasatha are the forearmed aliens. Uh, and there is a Shiran dealing at the table. Ew. Oh, cool. You sit at the table and the, uh, the female human greets you, as does the Kasatha male. And the Shiran turns to you and says, How you doing there, pal? It's a 50, 50 credit buy-in at this table. You got it. Okay, the way that Hands of Fate works, each player rolls a d12. That's the people at the table and the um, the dealer. They all keep their roll secret. That's when the first round of betting starts. A d12 for the table is then going to be rolled, and you have another chance to raise, call, or fold. And then a second and final d12 is rolled for the table. And then that's the last chance for betting. At the end, whoever has the highest number combined with themselves and the table, they win. Was it 80% of the pot goes to the winner, 20 goes to the house. Okay. Go ahead and roll your d12. All right, the house has theirs. In the in the game world, though, you know they've all got cards and shit that they're that they're playing with. So we'll do one for the table. That is a ten for the table. This is for all parties to see. This is a ten showing on the got table. It. Would uh, the Sheeran asks? Would anyone like to raise their bets of fifty credits? Who's the first one? The female. She raises by twenty-five credits. I keep track of all this shit. Um, okay, wait, what's the order of the table? It is the Kasatha, then the female the female human, and then you. So I'm last. But the female was... So the Kasatha passed, he stayed? No, she just spoke up first. <laughs> so there's no order for betting? Generally there is an order, uh, and she's definitely screwed it all she up. She skipped the Kasatha. Yeah, and you can see him giving her a side eye. Like, what the... Okay, sure. Like maybe she's just trying to throw him off his game. What does he do? He, he looks at you and waits to see what you're going to do. I look back at him and just, you first. Okay. Uh, he raises by 40. What does she do? She looks at him and then she looks at you. And I'm just like looking at her, just being like, well, you fucked it up. She so. looks back at him and she motions that she's going to call. And everyone looks at Eustace Kriana. I'm just looking at her, and I just, like, sigh, and I'm just, like, shaking my head, and I put in the 40. Nice. Yeah, just, go for just it. Just like this bitch. The Sheeran picks up and rolls again. Now there's a four. Ten and a four showing on the table. JD, you only roll the first time. Oh, really? And you keep that number, and then the table numbers get added to your number. Um, okay. So what's the Kasatha? Kasatha jumps in before she can do anything, and he uh, puts in another 25. 
and she looks at hers again, looks at the table, and she also raises 25. And then they all look at you. I want to sense motive on both of them. Okay, go for it. That's only 10. You can't read either of them. The Kasatha seems pretty stoic, and she is. She rolled a natural 20. You can't even tell if she's, she's there. Because she's so frantic that like it's hard to tell what she's doing. Does she even have money? Who knows? Paul wants to meet her. I'm going to fold. <gasps> oh, jeez. Okay. You're down 90 credits. And the house raises as well. And that's it. All bets are closed. Uh, everyone reveals their numbers. The female had a 6, which brings her total to 20. The Kasatha had a nine. I couldn't read him. That's the problem is I couldn't read him. It's gambling. The Kasatha had a nine, uh, which brings him to 23. I would have fucking smoked them. Yeah. Who would have murdered Wait, what the table have, though? And then the house uh, reveals that they had a 12. They rolled a 12. <gasps> I would have won. And the Sheeran reaches out and takes all the credits. So we cut back to the three of these jokers. You've all got your, your very nice suits. Kobach, describe for me your suit. And it does have a cape. It has a, um, a flowing cape. It is a very well-fitting tuxedo. It is black, but the inside of the cape is a purple. It has purple accents. The bow tie is also purple. My staff is well in hand, but I have it um, next to me, so it almost looks like a cane. And uh, Kobach's looking very dapper. Powell, what's your suit look like? Um, We are black on black on black on black on black. Everything and all the shades match. European collar, slicked my hair, got a little, little red flower in the lapel on the side of my jacket, and then there's I've stuck my guns like behind me by the base of my spine. And Quib, what does your classy attire look like? Quib's tuxedo is black, but with gold trim. So like along the lapel and like down the side of the pants is like a little panel of gold. He's wearing like a um, very cute little kind of low cut, but not like super trashy, like little blouse underneath the underneath the jacket. And I got a little pocket on the inside of my jacket where I keep my knife. I should have done no shirt under the jacket. So I guess the only thing left for us to do now is to um, go to the back room. Yeah. Walking in slow motion, right? To the tune of Robbie Williams's Millennium. As you're all coming out of your changing rooms, that's when you're walking out in slow motion. You're all turning the corner, and DB12 is like, You're ready. Please allow me to escort you to the private room, the high rollers room. And as you're making your way over there, you hear... Yeah, Luca. Okay, just letting you know that I As found As we it. discussed. Just letting you know I found Where it. is it? it? It's around the back. What does it look like? It looks like a door. There's like... What color is it? Double door. It's gray. Does it say anything on it? It says employee entrance. All right, well, that's a pretty good sign then. <laughs> I think you're on to something, Luca. I just wanted to check. Okay, I'm going to go in now. Yep, keep us posted. Let us know. And you hear like a, a door opening on the other side and do do it goes away uh kriana roll perception for me please 15 as you regretfully fold at the table you lean back in your chair and you're just glancing around the room and you hear all right that was a very good game everyone set up for the next one and you look over and you can see granny behind a table <gasps> running one of the games like two or three tables away from you this bitch cut back to dd12 is opening the door you guys get a glimpse inside and that's where we're gonna end today's episode but we got new clothes and granny got a new job (laughs) yeah granny's fine (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tableverse podcast. The crew of the Terrapin will return next week. If you like this episode, please consider leaving us a review and rating on iTunes. It'd really go a long way to help other amazing people, such as yourself, to find the show. If you'd like to keep up with us between episodes, you can find us across all social media platforms at the Tableverse. The Tableverse podcast is a timid gesture production. It is hosted by Justin Harris. You can find him at Chairs Harris. The podcast is edited by Jeffrey Duke and Justin Harris. Quib is played by Allison Klemp. You can find her at Allison Klemp. Powell is played by Connor Gallagher. I'm him. We are at Connor Said What. Gobunk is played by Quinten Lamar. You can find him at Quinten Lamar. Captain Justus Kriana is played by Jeffrey Duke. You can find him at Jeffrey Duke. Original music for the Tableverse podcast was composed by Jennifer Rokamp. You can find her at jenniferrokamp.com. Original artwork for the Tableverse podcast is illustrated by Liara K. Crane. You can find her at liarakcrane.co.uk. Until next time, remember, never say goodbye to anyone at a party. It's Nadie. Wait, was it a bad idea for the three of us to split up from Kriana because you don't have a communicator? I, know, I, I realized it too. I was like, no. I just, I'm just relying on Paul to communicate with me. Oh, so oh, good luck. Why didn't you come with us? We were all supposed to split up and then you guys all went together. I invited everyone. It was supposed to be like Black Panther where they split, they split up. up. Yeah, but they were all able to communicate. communicate. Also, that Black Panther situation did not go well. No. And the last time we split up, everybody was like don't split up anymore and i was like okay